0: Here is my reality reflection for today. Let's be honest with ourselves. How many times are we like Peter? Are we just walk out on the water? We're feeling great in our relationship with the Lord. We're feeling confident. And then all of a sudden, something in our life comes and smacks us in the face. And then all of a sudden, all we do is look at that problem. Look at that issue, that event, that relationship, that circumstance, and all of a sudden we're sinking and we fall into this state of despair or anger or fear, anxiety, worry, loneliness, sadness, whatever the case may be. How do we continue to look at Jesus keeping our eyes on him? He basically says, do not fear. Do not be afraid. So that's where the humility comes into play. I don't do it very well on a regular, consistent basis to humble myself and say, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I can't get through this situation. I can't forgive this person. I can't walk away from this temptation. I can't stop this behavior because it's A part of me. It's who I am. It's who I created myself to be. Because as we continue to experience new things, we are programming these emotions along with it. And so when we have similar experiences, sometimes we shortchange that experience because we connect it to another one that was somewhat similar, but not exactly. And so we may actually approach a different circumstance like we would the former circumstance, but yet at the same time, they're really not the same. And again, keeping our eyes on Jesus. I like to think of Mary when she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Is your soul magnifying Jesus or are you magnifying The problem, the person, the situation, etc. It's a tough one. And it just requires repetition. And it requires paying attention, as I always say. Because the more that you can look at Jesus, the less you are going to see the, the waves and the wind, and you're not going to sink you're going to be okay. You're going to be joyful. You're going to be peaceful. You're going to love people as best you can with Jesus' help. It's so simple to say, but if we actually pay attention and realize how little we do keep our eyes on Jesus, especially in the midst of our day, I think it's easy to start out your day with him but then things kind of go crazy. You got that list. You've got responsibilities. You might have a job, watching the kids. You're starting a new ministry. Maybe you're learning a new thing, moving, retiring in a new season of life, getting ready for school. I mean, life is busy, but life can be beautifully peaceful and totally loving if we keep our eyes on Jesus. And that just means stopping when we feel that emotion, when something happens to us and we're angry. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I'm looking out my window and there are these two doves that are like, I don't know if they're trying to be intimate together, but just one dove and another dove moves over to on the branch. The other dove moves closer. The dove jumps down to the deck. The other one sits next to it. And I don't know, I just feel like in my heart, that's us and God. You know, one moves, the other one should move right next to it. Of course, Jesus being the one that's the first one to move, we should be constantly going toward him and remembering his promises. That's really what it means to keep our eyes on him. What did he say? Don't be afraid. Okay. How do you do that? Well, you give him your fear. You humbly offer it up and you fight the fight, right? (laughs) St. Paul told us we are not fighting people and physical stuff. We are fighting evil spirits that are in these people. And sometimes we can be attacked through the people that we love. That's Satan's easiest way to get us. Because they know the buttons to push. So they use the other people who aren't paying attention, probably aren't on the walk with Jesus, don't know the spiritual battle. And they use them to get to us. So it goes back to capturing the thought paying attention to that emotion that is bubbling up in us when we know, oh boy, here it comes. This person's pushed that button. We have to stop the programming that we've done with this person. Clamming up and walking away, yelling and fighting and going there for the umpteenth time. How is that really working for you? In a lot of cases, it's not. So we have to try something different. Why don't we try some love? Why don't we just look at that person and say, you know what? I love you. I don't want to fight about this. I don't want to argue about this. And you will find that that person is not going to be able to argue with you in the same way. won't be able to push your buttons. And all the minions are going to be pretty ticked off because they don't know what love is. They don't understand, well, I think they do, they understand how powerful love is, but that is why they use every other emotion that is not coming from the spirit of God to irritate us and to push us back on our heels. And we just have to remember God's word and the promises that he told us. So we got to humbly go to him, humbly offer what is not of God to him. Deliver those evil spirits. Deliver those lies. Don't forget to deliver the lies. What do I mean by lies? The lies that say you're not good enough. This person doesn't love you. This person's going to leave you. This person will never change. You will never change. God doesn't love you. There's no way you're going to be forgiven for what you've done. Who do you think you are? All of these horrific lies. Because God loves us exactly where we're at at this moment. Whether or not you love yourself, God loves you more than you could ever know. And he wants you to feel that love and he wants you to come and say lord shower me with that love especially when we're not receiving that love from someone else or that love gets robbed by attacks and petty stuff that we sometimes take that petty stuff and blow it way out of proportion and we entertain that emotion and we swirl and marinate in that anger, that pain, that angst, that worry, that fear. And then what? Then we're in a really bad place. Our spirit is suffocating. We've basically pushed the spirit of God so far down and we've allowed the evil to permeate throughout our soul. If we could think about it that way and really look at evil and all of those evil emotions, those vicious emotions, we call them vices, but they're vicious. When we can bring God in and keep our eyes on Jesus and ask for his healing, it's beautiful. That's the other thing that was in the readings today, where Jesus is Pulling up, he tells the apostles, go ahead of me. And then, of course, they have the whole experience on the water. And then, of course, Peter's freaking out. Lord, save me. And he immediately saves him. Oh, ye of little faith. And then they go to another town. They all recognize him, and he heals everyone. You're one of those people. All we got to do is every day humbly Go to him. (laughs) Stop, pause, and pray. Don't forget to renounce spirits and lies and regenerate our spirit with God's love, God's charity, God's kindness and generosity, his peace, his joy. I am working on that prayer program for all of you people in the Soul, Mind, and Body membership group on YouTube. I started it. (laughs) I cast out the spirit of procrastination and I started writing some things down. Now it's a matter of combining it with some music and getting it on a video where you can pray 15, 20 minutes and give God your bad, vicious emotions and thoughts and behaviors. And then... Allow God to fill you with his spirit, bringing your state of being higher than it was before you started praying and then going out and being that person showing up as God wants you to as a little Christ. So keep praying for me because I'm putting that together and it's a beautiful, beautiful process because It is when we are quiet and when we can calm our brain down and not think and start sensing and using our senses and feelings to change our state of being, to fire and refire different programs in our subconscious. It's amazing. Okay, one more thing I want to share is a hack that I did last night. So, I don't know, the last few nights, and maybe this is because of my sardine fast. When you fast, whether it's water, sardine, it could be a fat fast. When you restrict your eating, your body and your brain are energized and you can fall into autophagy, which is where your body eats itself and you're repairing and you just don't need as much sleep. So I have been getting up at three and I've been tossing and turning and sometimes listening to podcasts and then I'll fall back asleep about five and get up at six 30. And so I was listening to another podcast from a doctor who is very, very keen on high-fat carnivore, and that means that you're just eating animal products, eggs, you know, mostly meat, butter, 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 butter. So she's all about the hormones. And what's happening is when you get up in the middle of the night and you're awake and your mind's awake and your body's awake, that's because your cortisol, which is a hormone, is shooting up way too fast, way too fast. Goes back to the circadian rhythms, the sun rising and the sun setting. There is a reason back before electricity that people were sleeping great. They would go to bed at the time that the sun would go down. They'd get up at the time that the sun rose. We don't do that. Some of us eat at like nine, 10 o'clock at night Some of us don't get up until many, many hours after the daylight is up. Sunrise, if you will. So, when we have too high of a cortisol raise in the morning, that's when you're up. And so, guess what she said? Butter. Butter, 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 butter. Grass-fed butter, by the way. Kerrygold is good. Look for anything that's pasture-raised so that you know that this cow was out there eating good stuff on the ground, grass, hay, not grain. So last night, I brought a piece of butter up on a little dish, and I kept it in my room. Three o'clock came around. I got up, went potty, and then I ate the butter. And I paid attention. Holy cow. Oh, my goodness. It was like I took a lewd you know, like a pill that really like brings you down, like take a lewd, dude. Have you ever, that goes way back. I'm dating myself. I don't even know if they're called lewds anymore, but uh, there's so many drugs out there that bring you down, bring your cortisol and stress levels down. So I went right back to sleep in about a half an hour and I could physically feel my body relaxing. I could feel my mind calming down and I just, drifted off to this beautiful sleep. I am also eating more butter throughout the day, trying to have one full stick of butter every single day for this reason, for the benefits on my hormones, for the benefits of my mood. And I don't really have mood problems, to be honest. I mean, yesterday I was tired, but I cast that out. Yesterday I wanted to sleep I worked out. I worked on the video. I finished up some of my other ministry stuff. I did a couple of errands. I had, a, I had a list, and I cranked through most of the list. I didn't finish the video yesterday. I did take a teeny tiny power nap. But I'm telling you, just paying attention and realizing that my body needs more fat, and it sounds so bizarre, I know there are some of you out there who are not eating a ketogenic diet, you're not eating a carnivore diet, but maybe you're restricting your carbs in a way, and I just implore you to increase your fat because your body needs it, your hormones need it. And if you're anything like I was, for most of my life, I dieted myself to death I restricted fat like crazy. I was eating the six small mini meals with chicken breasts and no fat and baked potatoes and, you know, low carb vegetables. I mean, I have ruined my hormones. So getting back on this ketosis, this keto, this high fat stuff, I feel wonderful. I feel different. Guess what's happening? Sorry, dudes, but I have butter boobs now. (laughs) What are butter boobs? I've told you all before that I have just deflated my chest. I mean, my husband makes fun of them. I make fun of them. I think I've said tube socks with eggs in them, you know, like as a laughing thing, but kind of not laughing at all because that's sort of how they were, But since I've been doing this butter thing in just the last two days, they have filled up. It's crazy. Even my husband is like, butter boobs are a thing. I'm like, yeah. Now I'm thinking, wow, what good am I doing now? I I don't know. I'm just, I'm just telling you I'm I'm testing out this butter thing. This is what I'm here for, everyone. I'm going to go through all this crazy stuff, and then I'm going to let you know how it works. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat a stick of butter every day. I'm going to continue to have that piece of butter sitting next to my bed. It's really hard to eat it, though, because it's so soft, you know, because it's not in the fridge. And I actually like the cold butter a little bit more. It's almost like a dessert As it melts in your mouth, it's kind of like an ice cream sandwich kind of thing, even though it's just butter. Anyway, this is how your taste buds change, people. (laughs) I know there are some of you listening going, oh my gosh, that's so gross. Who could just grab a thing of butter and take a bite out of it? Well, you can when your taste buds change and you haven't had regular ice cream in over eight months. I mean, I can't even tell you The last time I had ice cream. Seriously, I don't even know what it would taste like. Probably disgusting. All right, now I'm jabbing too much. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Father, open our hearts. Have the Holy Spirit help us to experience all of these new things in our lives and be grateful And program good things in our minds and our bodies so that we can walk in joy and peace and in love and be that evangelist that you call us to be so that when people see us, they know there's something different and we can give credit to you. As I look outside the window at these two beautiful doves side by side, that's what we want, Lord. We need you to be with us every moment, which you are, but we need to remind ourselves that you're there so that we don't ever take our eyes off of you, so that we are never afraid. We're never afraid to love people. We're never afraid to speak up about your truth and the truth of your salvation, that we are always filled with your courage and your strength but with love and to love ourselves. Lord, we ask that you come into our life in a big way. Help us in our weakness. We know in our weakness that you are our strength, but we sometimes forget to go to you and we magnify the problems and the issues and the relationships in our lives instead of magnifying you. In your name, Jesus, we pray, amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, a little all over the map here, but I did have to share that butter thing. What a game changer. I would think it's the same thing for people who are not eating a ketogenic diet. The components or the chemical makeup of Butter (laughs) is the best calming agent. So maybe if you have anxiety or you get, you know, you do the same thing I do and you get up in the middle of the night, cortisol is a stress hormone and it is damaging if we don't manage it and take care of it. And with this butter, it is like better than any drug ever. I'm telling you, my body relaxed in a way that honestly felt like chemicals were changing it. So that's why I'm saying it was like a lewd, like I took a pill. Incredible. Okay. Well, on that note, wow, there is a cat walking on the top of a fence of my neighbor's house. How crazy. Sorry, I just have to tell you all of the bizarre nature things that I see. Okay time for you to go back to your life. I love you all. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and with butter. (laughs) Have a blessed and inspired day.